Is maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer All the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Radio. I hear some echoing. Does everybody else? Yeah, I'm laughing at you. And I think it's from. I need to turn my phone down, Don. Yes, everyone, please turn your phones down. Auntie chiming in from California. Hey, Auntie. What's going on? What's going on? Free Thinkers Radio Show. We about to Associate Professor at, of Economics at USC. Hi, how you doing? Welcome, Good. welcome. And we also have Kevin Raspberry in the house, owner of, I'm sorry, I read that wrong, <laughs> Principal Consultant at Legacy Ed. Hey, what's up? Hey. Absolutely. Thank y'all for joining us. We're going to be talking about racism that's right part one <laughs> economic <laughs> empowerment we're doing it we're economic right colonization versus integration y'all share this video and stay tuned free think radio be really interesting right. really interesting if uh everybody could see through everybody else's eyes this is through your eyes by brit nicole yeah you know show 62 man why, 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 why wouldn't we, right? We've ducked it. We've dodged it. <laughs> you know? We? We've just, How about no, We've been dipping our toes in uh, the pool. A little, good little toe dip. We're going to go ahead. And we got our feet wet. Dive in, you know? Sierra? Have this big, diverse crowd, and we don't even, you know. I, I thought we Let's go ahead and do it. Auntie said I know, right? <laughs> Didn't we solve this problem? I, I thought we, we got an hour. Can y'all hear us on Facebook? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we got an hour. I know. <laughs> Can everyone hear us on Facebook? Um... Pretty sure, right? I hope so. Otherwise, I would say, yeah, that's a, okay. that's a that's a yes to the hearing on Facebook situation. We're doing this. Hey, Denise. Hey, Sierra. Hey, Lakeisha. What up, Hello. Lakeisha? Uh-uh. Sierra said the sound came in late. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It's all good. We, we, we got it worked out now. All right, all right. He came and worked it out. You can hear. Thank you for Thank the you. ear, Lakeisha. Thank you much. Thank you much. <laughs> Yeah, so get get your comments and questions ready. We do have uh, University of South Carolina Professor Bill Hawk in the house. We do have the professional himself, Kevin Raspberry, is in the house. <laughs> Y'all are hilarious. Huh? Y'all are hilarious. Your, li- <laughs> your favorite libertarian's favorite libertarian. Um, <laughs> William is here. <laughs> Maybe favorite's not the word. <laughs> the infamous. So this is what we're, we're, we're about to get into this. Economic empowerment. Support. This type of business, that type of business, support Christian business, support black business, support Irish business, right? <laughs> you know, versus uh, mm. being part of a, you know, booming American system. Let's do this. 
We're back. And yep. you heard me correctly if you heard the intro. We are talking about racism part one. We are talking about economic empowerment. We are talking about economic colonization versus integration. Okay? So we're talking about, hey, support this black business. Hey, support this Christian business. Hey, so how does that bring us together as a unit if we're constantly segregating ourselves into little units? Oh, really? Economically, does it work, right? You know, does, does that does that even work? I mean, so you talk because, uh, you know, I mean, we'll just throw this out there so we can get the conversation started with all the facts on the table here. <laughs> you know, um, uh, this all got sparked basically at the Black Expo. We were at the Black Expo, and Black Expo was basically, hey, support black business, support black business, right? Um, not, you know, it's not like a, a, a tech expo or arts expo or, you know, it's not about your particular sector or maybe a food expo or something like that. No, everybody who does food or any kind of industry at all, if you're black, we want to highlight you and get you supported here at this Black Expo so that we can support our own. Now, does that actually build a community, an economic community, uh, when you're in the middle of a, of a booming American economy, right? Mm. So is it effective, right? Uh, is it effective to take you to take your to get your gains off of your own, you know, off of your own sector? Because um, I've never seen an Asian expo, <laughs> and um, they seem mm-hmm. to be doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never seen I haven't seen a Latino expo. I'm, I'm, I think they have them though. Uh, they do. They do. Uh, a lot of West uh, on the West Coast, they have a lot of them. Right, right. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never been to one. But does 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 this work? Like ec- economic sense? We're talking about like what micro versus microeconomics? Is that what we're talking about? What are we talking about? Well, yeah. I mean, we're looking at uh, can small businesses make it in you know kind of a big pond where there's lots of much much larger businesses uh, swimming around and perhaps uh, yeah swamping them. So I think you know that's really the big question here. Right. So um, if what I so is it is it more beneficial to uh, get a black uh, tech company supported, a black app developer supported, or to get it infused into Google, right, and le- and let it make the gains that Google makes. Well, which one is better for a small business, Kevin? Hmm. Repeat that question for me once. So, uh, is it better to um, are, are we in a better situation? Because we're still talking about resources for a community, right? Mm-hmm. So, is that community better supported by, let's say, supporting a um, we're talking about black community. If we, right. if we support a black app developer, right, or a um, or a person that, that that's looking to open or, or start their own uh, web search engine, right, right, mm-hmm. is that better for that community than um, getting that company to uh, subsidiary under maybe Google or well, Amazon? So that's going to look like um, not just the pipe dream of the community supporting him. Mm-hmm. Is it better? Is his support better with just the community, or is it better with Google? I mean, this is about the survival of small businesses, right? Right. And so, do you entrust with the fact that we're the same race? I'm going to get all the support that I need, or do I do the business and have my business survive? And whether that be um, white, Asian, whoever is is your client, because when you when you become exclusive in business right it's just like um if 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 i'm a photographer if i'm a videographer if i'm doing all this other stuff and then i decide today i'm just going to do photography right mm-hmm. i just limited my audience mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. by no matter how much money that the other audience has i limited myself by just being a photographer mm-hmm. so if i only want to be an app developer in this particular community this is all i want to work with then i need to be prepared for what this community gives me Mm -hmm. or what they don't give me Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so it's kind of the up to the developer to figure out um the survival of his business or just uh, i want to just be associated with just this community Okay, well, that's make that seemed to make com- common sense, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I I've been seeing the push like this since I was five years old. Mm-hmm. What's the push for then? If that, if that's not the best way to grow a community, because I because I've heard a lot of and read a lot of articles and stuff where they say the best way to build is from within. Mm-hmm. That's what they say, but I don't I don't I've never understood that to be the truth. When you need as much money as you can to come from every source, you can get it from. 
you know, oh. I, I think the you know the beauty of um, and here's that buzzword again. You know, the beauty of having a, a free market is that there is no right or wrong way to do a business. Now, there is unhealthy and healthy ways to practice business. There right. is good business practice versus bad business practice. True. You know, um, if someone wants to start a business catering to a small group of people or a core group of people or a market that they know that they can depend on for income, for business, repeat mm-hmm. business, um, you know, that's a, they can do that. Mm-hmm. But the reality is with a free market – Anybody could come in and say, well, we're going to do that, but we're also going to open up our business opportunities to other markets as well, right. which is what you know people that are looking to grow want to do naturally. I mean, it's, it's a natural um, progression in the evolution of business. Right. Um, so really, it's a question of, I think it's a question of, of uh, vision. You know, do you want to focus on the, the short term in the sense of, like, this is my community, Mm-hmm. This is what I know I can depend on. These are the businesses. These, this is my business or these are my group of businesses. And this is what we can sell. And here's who we can sell it to because we know we're going to have the best chance of having returns on our business expenditures, okay. um, you know, by doing that. Or do we want to focus on um, mm-hmm. expanding? I mean, there's really I don't think there's necessarily any right or wrong way to do it. There's maybe a wiser way to do it. OK, what would the wiser way be? I mean, obviously, you want to do as much business as possible. possible. So, like, right. you don't want to limit yourself, you know. Um, but it's just a it's just a matter of like what you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I think personally. I mean, so so David, mm-hmm. allow me to be the first to throw the match into the barrel <laughs> dynamite. I was about to go ahead. So so do do I only shop black businesses because I'm a black man? Um, you know, does it matter the value of the business, the customer service, the product? Does does any of that matter? Am I only going to buy black because I'm black? Am I only going to be a business that only operates within the black community, mm-hmm. even though I have a, a product that everybody is, is itching for? Mm-hmm. Right. Right? right. So do I because businesses uh, ordinarily and, and please help me with this, but businesses normally have a 20 year life cycle right before they really have to start kind of tweaking it you know if you look at mcdonald's and burger king well these guys go and they change you know the appearance of it they change certain things on the menu and try to make it look like they're a whole different company so with having such a short life cycle and some are really not that long 20 years is a long time to be in business Mm -hmm. so do i waste that time trying to cater to one market that i don't know what they're going to do they've shown to be helter skelter with their support mm-hmm. or do I go to mm-hmm. just market my business to everybody who needs or wants my product? Right. right. You know, we we're stuck with that stigma all the time. It, it doesn't matter what, how much money I make or how much money I, I don't have. I still am perceived to, to have to go to b- black businesses because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a black man. And so um, that for me, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just not how I operate. I, I, I'm just, I'm not going to do that. I think we we talked about the example I gave about HBCUs, mm-hmm. right? You know, uh, I think that you know we got to look at how we exclude ourselves when we start fussing about when we're excluded. Now, if you're operating in exclusion, why are you upset when people exclude you from things? You know, we really have to look at where we want to. Uh, um, put ourselves in the marketplace Mm -hmm. we really got to be serious about that i think a lot of times we've excluded ourselves because we've always felt excluded and Mm -hmm. we we feel like you know if we just stay in the black community and it's a pride thing for one thing and maybe not you know researching and thinking about it business in that way the 20 year span and what i can do to um, make things better and do i have a product that everybody can can partake in i think a lot of times we just um that mentality is there that you know i'm black i'm gonna do it myself i don't need nobody um because ain't nobody ever helped me anyways so i think that that's a part of the issue the mentality yeah i was gonna i was gonna say i think uh because it doesn't make a lot of sense when we put it all together and the only thing only way that i can think when i think about how did this start it had to have been a response right 
Mm-hmm. Like this, like that. When you're talking about, it, oh, well, we just got to support each other. That has to be a response, correct? Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a response yeah, to everybody is supporting us. Know, we got to support each other. We have to support each other. Like, um, what was that? That's what um that Tulsa Wall Street was, mm-hmm. was built on, right? Right, nineteen uh, twenty-one. But when times change, is it still necessary to have a Wall Street? Right. Have, so have a Tulsa Wall Street, right? And I hate the hog that, but so how do we? How do we change that? How do we evolve with what we're allowed to have now? You know what I'm saying? So is it that I'm still upset and I'll be upset with every race because of certain part of us was, you know, discriminated against. Right. Right. But now I can create a product that is not discriminated against because I invented it as a black man, but everybody just needs or wants it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So do I just hold back that product because of what happened way back when and not grow and be able to help other businesses absolutely absolutely when we get when we come back we're going to talk about um we've got we've got some some good discussion here on facebook i'm definitely going to bring up what pamela jones said and we're going to talk about the super soaker yeah in um in uh in in response to pam um and her comment there that's that's on that's on the next segment uh uh so as as we as we finish this off we just want to um as we finish the first segment we just want everybody to know that we are here to take your comments your questions your concerns because uh this is this is something i don't think we've thought about a lot i do know that this was a response Mm -hmm. absolutely um now if we start to fix the problem oh and one thing about it do we um, are we able to circulate money into you know it's saying that the money doesn't circulate enough times in a community sure um, how do we fix that when we come back up next we have Sick of It by Skillet <laughs> Sick of this Sick of this How did this mess That's how you no. feel free to think Shout, Shouts out to Ice On the, on the, on, on the music On, on the music oh, DJ no. Ice Listen on the He music. is always in the spirit <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be careful With how I intro that one Absolutely yeah. Joy. That's what I'm talking about Joy. You better type all this um, <laughs> so it's the Joy McLaughlin, who is an amazing um, business owner here. Check her out. Um, says so it's a, so it's depending if you are a neighborhood business or a na- or national business. If you focus on local areas, stay local. But if you are a national business, you choose the market that's going to give you give you most, which may not be in your local neighborhood or direct community. My mind goes beyond my local community, but I always give back to my local community. Sure. Uh-huh. So. That's cool. um, in that situation, Mr. Libertarian, sir, the free market is yeah. supposed to make it so we don't have to make our neighborhood a charity venture, right? Right. Right. I mean, right. You know, naturally, like, ultimately, if you're talking libertarian outlook, you mm-hmm. can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether you want to languish in and continue on how, however you're... Oh, wow, that commercial break was short. Right. <laughs> we're back, Free Thinkers Radio, and you were talking about a libertarian outlook, Will? Yeah, uh, you know, if you're taking a libertarian outlook with small business or nationwide business, the reality is you should be free to make the decisions you want, whether they're wise or unwise. You know, mm-hmm. if you want if you want to make a an unwise business decision, or you want to make a business that's maybe short sighted, or or it doesn't even have to be that. If you want to focus on just sustaining yourself as long as you live or making enough money to get by um, or concentrating in your local community or your neighborhood or, mm-hmm. you know, if you're concentrating on one particular area, you're free to do that. Right. You know, but the reality is you also want to be free that if you want to grow your business or if you have a vision for a business that will grow and exponentially grow, mm-hmm. you, know, you want to be able to to have the freedom to expand your markets. And I can understand that on the individualistic standpoint, but how does that work with a connected community? Mm. You see what I'm saying? How does that work with a... Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. I and mean, I think, you know, going back, uh, if you asked me this question maybe four or five years ago, my feeling would have been for most businesses, what you really got to do is go big or go home. That um, right. you want to survive, you got to sell to as wide a market as you can. Um and, you know, when you're sourcing supplies and so forth, look as far as you can reasonably to, to get the best deal that you can and and all of that. And I think there's still something for that. Um, I think where my thinking's maybe changed a little bit over the last few years, and especially uh, when you look at um, some of the uh, current political situation with backlash against you know, trade agreements and so forth, a lot of this I think is standing in for a, a feeling that people – 
feel like they've lost control of their communities, that their communities are just being affected by things that are, you know, huge and way beyond their control and, and all of that. So I think what that tells me is that there's a demand out there for businesses that can build community. Now, that doesn't mean every business is able to do that, but, right. you know, if I were if I were to say go try to sell books online, I mean, I, I don't see how you compete with Amazon Um but, you know, if you wanted to create a local community bookstore that actually, you know, have people in your know, right. clubs and so forth, mm-hmm. uh, creating a community with the business, there's I think there's room in there uh, for that. Yeah. 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 That, that That's big. That's big. That, that was that was going to take us to the um to the that's what was going to take us to the super super soaker model, because, of course, that was created by a, um, African-American male in Atlanta. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, and so you would. In his situation, he sold that. Uh, he sold that toward a was that Hasbro? Who did he sell? Who did he sell that? Nerf. Was it Nerf? I think it was. I think Super Soakers by Nerf. Yeah. Nerf. Okay. It, yeah. So he uh-huh. sold he sold that to Nerf instead of um, what some people seem to be pushing is to, you know, get them. Okay. So if the money's going to circulate inside of your community, that means I got to sell Super Soakers to everybody in my community, right. and then they have to reinvest somewhere that makes it back to me. Right. Or right. what Joy said, I sell my super soakers to everybody. I don't care if they're in China. I don't care if they're in wherever, Taiwan, Beirut. But the way that I assist my community mm-hmm. is not necessarily go out and, and I got a gift to this one, a gift to this one. Mm-hmm. Can I now have a store in my community mm-hmm. that... I now employ people from my community, mm-hmm. even though I sell here, mm-hmm. and so they're helping to ship to China and to Taiwan and to the other places, and now they are a part of, they're a small part mm-hmm. of the bigger model. Right. You see what I'm saying? So when you talk about um, the, the free market, mm-hmm. we got to look at where do we want to go? That's do you, do you want to compete? Do you want to compete against Amazon or do you want the little bookstore that catches everybody that, you know, before they go to work and get their coffee and read a book or they want to come home or on lunch break? Right. So it depends on how we want to affect our community, because I I think I'm more valuable if I had a higher tax bracket in my community Mm -hmm. than if I was just out just giving books out, you know, to to everybody that walks around. Well, that, that's social capital, right? Oh, go mm-hmm. ahead. I was going to say, I think that point's important. Miss um, Denise Bradley said a lot of it has to do with the mindset of the business owner, and that's extremely true. Um, William, you're talking about the free market, and obviously in, a, in business you have the right and the freedom to decide how you want your business to operate, where you want your business to go, what you want it to do. And I feel like anybody who's going to start any form of any kind of business obviously would have some form of a mindset where they want their business to be successful in some way or another. Now, for some people, that might mean, you know, sticking in the community. And I think what uh, Mr. Kevin just said was a a great example as far as getting it to circulate through the community through starting the business within the community Mm -hmm. and employing those within the community. Um, Mm -hmm. for, For some, that might be the better option. For some, the better option might be to just take it national or just take it international. Um, it, I think it'll, a lot of it just depends on uh, what it is you're trying to do. Because some people, uh, and William, you said, you said this earlier, some people might just be trying to maintain. They might right. not be trying to have this multi-billion dollar company. They might just want to make sure they can put food on the table for their family. Absolutely. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I guess in the context of big business mm-hmm. and the overall economy, um, I guess that's where things get different. Um, but at the same time, my question would be, how how major is it for anyone starting a business um, to make the decision of whether they want to start a small business or begin a corporation um, for the sake of the greater good of the overall economy? Like, how important it is? How important is it for? people who's trying to start their business to make that decision whether they want to just do the small business or mm-hmm. big business well i think on the larger scale of things where it's a situation where you're kind of trading social capital for okay. economic capital in that situation okay because i would say one of the um you know i think back to times when there were a lot of storefronts mm-hmm. um in certain neighborhoods yeah, a lot of that stuff is you know bad. um there was social capital there you mm-hmm. see what i'm saying there were there, there was 
there was the old guy who ran the comic book shop that all the kids would be at. And as a parent, you can always go to the comic book shop and go find. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You had the, you know, all the, all the different community events. There, even the, you know, some of the state, you know, funded community things are now closing. I have no idea what's going on with that. Or the Richmond mm-hmm. County, you know, a lot of the Met- Meadow Lake Park and places like that aren't open as often as, yeah. as they used to be in those communities. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, every, everybody can't afford a YMCA uh, membership, but um, <laughs> but but the, th- the thing is, the thing is, um, I'm not really, I'm not trying to focus as much on the individual side because, of course, as an individual, you know, I want to sell, I want to however many, whatever, however, however want much do. it takes to make yeah. to get all these customers in here, right? Yeah, yeah. But then, as a community source, to, when we lose that social capital, does that mm-hmm. social capital come back to cost our community mm-hmm. later on? When you talk, mm. maybe does that come back to cost us in? Our property value lowered because of the state of our children. Does it? Does it? Does it? Does it lower about our pro- Does our property value low? You know, because the way that we take. You know, what I'm saying the way that mm-hmm. we take care of things. The mm-hmm. the type of families now that are in our communities versus not in our communities. Does that cause our neighborhoods to have lower value? I mean, does that cause our real estate to have lower value in that situation? That affects the that affects the economy of the entire community at that point, right? right, right. So that's social capital. But how do we how do how do we plan our evolution of our communities? Because the way a community looked <clears throat> in the 1960s will not look that way in 1990 or 2000 and 2017. Right. So where is our forethought in how we transition this community as as we start to see storefronts starting to close? What are we doing now? Right. Right. What, what are we doing with those properties? Are we just mm-hmm. sitting there and waiting for another business to come, which we already see the trend is not going this way? Mm-hmm. What do we do? You know, technology plays the biggest role in, in most of this. Right. So do we now take those and divide them up and, and create um, quad spaces for um, small businesses? Do we create um, more housing for, for people? You know, we, we really need to look at how we need to evolve and we got to, you know, and this should be uh, up to our local politicians because they're they're the most powerful politicians that we have, our local politicians, right. because we can touch them. They know exactly what we need People. and that type of thing. Right. And so, you know, we talk about um, President Trump. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I, I don't lose any sleep. The fact that he's, he's the president and I, I don't have anything necessarily against him. But what he's doing and saying right now is not going to directly affect me right. in, in the coming days, months, or a couple of years here. But my local politicians, they can decide to close Two Notch Road yep. and close Hard Scrabble, and it will cause me all kind of havoc because I got to try to get out, cost me time to get to my client, mm-hmm. that cost me money. Mm-hmm. That you, you see how it, yeah. you know, but so, so how are we planning to evolve our communities? And and we really have to pay attention to this. And I and in the example you were using earlier about the big business versus the small businesses. Mm-hmm. Well, here's here's the cautionary tale that I learned you know, going through to, to get my MBA. If you had the opportunity to have ten small businesses or one big business, choose the ten small businesses. Mm. Why is that? Why? If that big business, which we know has a life cycle, that big business goes out of, out of business, mm-hmm. what happens to the community? Uh, when you got right. 10, you, have a, uh, you stand a better chance of some of that 10, and then you can help evolve other businesses mm-hmm. into the community. You see what I'm saying? So, so it's, when we talk about mindset, it's how we want this community to thrive. Mm-hmm. You know, do, do I just pick up and move? And say, I'm taking my business somewhere, or are we community-minded to say, we got to help this thrive, so I'm, I'm even recruiting businesses even as I do business. Right. I get it. I get it. The, uh, the, 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 the way the Internet is kind of is having its way with us. The way the internet is having its way with us, I had to turn around and look at time. <laughs> um, you know, it, it looks like it is actually... Okay, I, I can't I can't say what the factor was that started the the, the separation before, cause, cause but households are becoming farther away. Right, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Not 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 an actual distance, but households neighbors live farther away now. Yeah. Even if you're in an apartment, you live further away from your neighbor than you may have ten, fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that has everything to do with the internet. I don't know what started it before though. So that's what makes and and, and you, you know because a lot of the what you're talking about when we talk about the golden age of uh, what we call African-American business. We're normally talking about the civil rights movement, right? 
We're mm-hmm. talking about pre silver well, pretty much pre we're talking about the fifties, right? We're talking mm-hmm. about fifties, forties, fifties, sixties, up until, you know, X. You know, right. <laughs> up until X and Black Panthers and yeah. you know CIA right. Right. and all that. Um, but before that, we're talking about the Golden Age. Um, and so, what changed then, though? The only thing I can point to would be integration, though. Mm. Wouldn't that be the? Only, I mean, is there another factor you could think of that would have caused neighborhoods or, or caused our houses to become more separated? Like you know, yeah. And you, you and I know, <laughs> we. I've had this conversation with many an elder. And they feel, you know, that was the demise of, say, the African-American culture is when we, you know, segregated everybody. Ooh, integrated. integrated everybody. Integrated everybody, right? Uh-huh. And so the, to, to, to an old gentleman, almost to the man, you can go to them and they'll tell you is that's when they felt, that's when they point to mm-hmm. that that was the, the, you know, beginning of the fall of the, the black huh. community. For whatever reason, how uh, that's what I was just about to ask. How would keeping us segregated have made things better mm-hmm. in the black community or in the white community, or like mm-hmm. how does how does that work? Well, because uh, I think just because you only could, you only could buy black, <laughs> so right. yeah. you know yeah. you had no choice. You couldn't go buy anywhere else. So you could you, we could yeah. barely go use a public bathroom. Mm-hmm. So so right. you know f- yeah. it was it was you know the only option that you had the difference between a small church and a large church i would say it's the the connection value that you have with everyone that you see you know it's also important to note that this exact same argument um has been noted with the internet yeah you know Mm -hmm. that has been used time and time again and before that it was cell phones or phones you know Mm -hmm. i mean it's just absolutely you know we'll be right back and we're gonna we got a little more feel free to think freely Up next, we have Can You Hold Me by NF, featuring Brit Nicole. Feel free to think freely. Yeah, it's about to get real. Hey, Mom. Hey, Anita. Yeah. Um, Pam had said it's about the cost to operate the parks. She said this goes back to money staying in the community through taxes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, and, and then she goes on to say property value is determined by schools and the types of stores. So I mean, I guess how much how much of that neighborhood is controlled by commercial property versus well, yeah, residential property. You got to have a balance, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And but coding, of course, can can play a, a big role in how you use. And you know, a lot of um, the communities go to um, live work communities, right. and so you got that that you know adds a great balance to your business and your residential communities because your your business owners now live where their business is so you kind of got that you know some of that balance there and it won't necessarily be the same yeah you need the businesses there to begin with though right big problem yeah right like you said you're working in mccormick a lot and it's great to say that you know local government ought to be providing more but right if they didn't get the tax revenue, if, they, yeah. if the tax revenue is not there, I'm 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 so sorry for you. You know, <laughs> you know we can send up all the prayers that you need, but but it still comes down to having the dollars. And we're back. What's up? So What's going on? We got a question. <laughs> <laughs> this is is this is the, this is, and here is the question. Uh, so the question is: Do 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 white people support black businesses, and is that a concern? You mean for the for the for the? Yeah, like do do um because you guys are the only white guys here right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask this question. Wait, who me? Yeah, you <laughs> libertarian. <laughs> like, um, do you all ever like? Um, well, just you two. Do you look at the uh, state of the black community and? Does it move you to maybe do something? I know that you're a professor of economics. Like, does that does that move you to do something, or do you like support black businesses, or it just doesn't matter? You just support whatever the need is for you. Well, I think you know the issue is always going to be you're you're not you're going to have trouble uh, drawing uh, the average white person in um, just kind of out of sympathy. Is that you know you're going to have to have a good product that somebody needs. Um, that's the downside of, you know, relying on a community to support the business is mm-hmm. that you got to have the community there. Mm-hmm. You got to yeah. have, have the level of sympathy. And I, I don't know that for your average white person, that's necessarily going to be there. Um, mm-hmm. I, 
speaking personally, I, mean, I used to live down, uh, I used to live downtown on Main Street, and yeah, a lot of the businesses around were black businesses, and I would, yeah, out of convenience. Um, I, I don't know it was necessarily a conscious plan, but you know, mm. they had something there that I needed. Yeah, certainly. Most customers um, are convenience customers, right? Yeah. No. Mm. So, um, you know, so that's part of it. But, yeah, I mean, if you've got uh, residential segregation and so forth, the convenience a- aspect's going to be gone, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think, you know, you, you mentioned uh, uh, segregation and uh, sort of the time before that as is, is the golden age of black businesses. And I think, you know, there's something to that. And I think this is part of the fundamental trade off is that if you're in an enclosed community, uh, on the one hand, yeah, there's a lot of uh, strong community bonds and so forth that, uh, you know, helps support, say, local businesses and, and whatnot. Um, you know, the downside is is that as a customer, maybe I'm not always getting this stuff I want or, you know, as good quality or good mm-hmm. price or mm-hmm. what you have. So, yeah, you, you open it up and, yeah, suddenly there's a whole lot more options out there. And mm-hmm. that's on one level very – that's great. Uh, on the other hand, yeah, there, I mean, there could be an issue with social capital there, and I think that's really kind of the big trade-off that that you're seeing. Yeah. Mm. You know, I, I want to comment too and say that, um, you know, ultimately, and this is kind of why I'm a libertarian. You know, with with capitalism, with the the ability to buy and sell your goods, you know, I'm free to choose for myself. If there's someone, if there's a business that's selling something, if there's a black business that's selling something that I don't have any need or want for, or if it's more expensive than, you know, another good that I can get somewhere else that might accomplish better or cheaper or more efficiently. You know, there's right. no, there's really no incentive outside of some social or moral, mm-hmm. um, you know, compulsion to, to do so, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately on a large scale, and this is where I get into ideals. If you're talking, if you want to be a really good business, mm-hmm. you want to grow. You want to grow. I mean, what we're, I think what we're seeing a lot with, you know, I think, now I don't mean any uh, condescension by this because I think it's, um, so when we're talking about uh, like a black community, uh, a businesses in a black community or black businesses as, mm-hmm. a, as a whole, um, I think in the civil rights era, that, that was created because there was a vacuum there. It was created by need. There was a market there that was not being tapped. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of economy, you know, of capitalism. If there's a market that's not being tapped, if there's a support, if like there's a demand that hasn't that isn't being met because people are being too racist or whatever mm-hmm. um, to actually go out and meet that need, mm-hmm. it's going to develop. And so mm-hmm. I think that's a big reason why that existed. And there was a definite purpose and uh, you know beautiful thing in that. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's the same kind of thing where like businesses can't just be it's harder for businesses to compete with just like a local neighborhood when you've got businesses now that can use the internet to sell mm-hmm. stuff worldwide. Right. Um, right. You know, it, on top of that, you know, as a business, you want to grow, you don't want to limit yourself. Mm-hmm. So w- what I see, you know, the, the classic quote used a lot of times is uh, in the movie called wall street. Greed is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's taken out of context a lot of times, but greed is good. You want to, you want to make money, right? Mm-hmm. You want to do better. The more you can create wealth, the better everything's going to be in the end. And so what I think what you're seeing now is uh, a lack of creativity, particularly with businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a market that hasn't been tapped. When we're talking about these communities that, like, they got, you know, property values are down or maybe there's a lot of unused facilities, uh, mm-hmm. businesses that are, like, window shops that aren't being used or anything right. I, I think that's a la- that's a result of years of lack of creativity mm-hmm. of like a reflection on traditional business uh practices that might have worked you know 20 years ago before the internet mm-hmm. it like was really a, a big business o- mm-hmm. opportunity you know mm-hmm. well I, I don't know i don't know like, 20 years ago 20 years ago a good credit score would, would, would open that business will open that store front up for you and i think there's less people in that community uh, they can come in with uh, with a sort of down payment mm-hmm. and a decent credit score. Things, I mean, you, you, see, you see what I'm saying? In those lower-income neighborhoods, you, the people have found out how to put lights in their baby name and, and stuff like that. So that the, so the child <laughs> the child leaves the house. You know, they've been on 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 their the, their parents' credit since they were 14, and uh, the, the the credit's all jacked up. And so now they're 19. They didn't uh, go to college. So now they're getting ready to, you know what I'm saying, they, they, they found an idea, and, and maybe they need a storefront, but who's going to give them the startup money? Where are they going to get the lending? Well, 
you know, and part of that problem, Dave, is um, in a studying business, I, I study now more intently than I did before. Mm-hmm. When you start looking between 1991 and 1997, right, you're right. Credit scores at that time you could allow you to open a business. But here's the biggest problem. They had a great idea and they had a poor plan. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. They, there was no scalable business. If they didn't open with the 1,000 customers that they needed and they only got 250, the business was not scalable enough to be able to survive, right? Mm-hmm. So great, great credit score, but it wasn't great after that, right? right? And so now you had people billing strip malls, and, and we see it in Colombia. It's strip malls everywhere. Yeah. That's empty. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that was because of that boom, because everybody between 91 to 97 – Almost everybody could start a storefront business. I don't care what it was, right? right? But even the owners of these, you know, because they pre they pre sell them or they pre pre lease them, right? Before they even bought, they're already leased out for five to whatever years. Here's what ruins that business owner, right? You just signed a five year lease and you were only in business for six months, right? Right? Wow. How do you get from under four and a half years of a, of a, a lien? You know what I'm saying? That type right. of thing. They're, see, that's not that's the educational part that they're not getting before they go into business, right? Okay. You got to understand. Um, you know, I'm I'm opening the the, the co work that we always talk about, mm-hmm. and the strength of a co work is you crawl before you walk. You know, you don't go bite off more than you can chew. You don't have a a, a storefront space at 800. Uh, a month and you don't even know if you have 800 of revenue coming in wow. you know what i mean so right. it's it's the forethought it is the preparation it is right. the planning and knowing how to survive in the marketplace absolutely we got a question here that yeah we're gonna we, we putting this one out here <laughs> kamani casino davis mm-hmm. who casino is his middle name so that's cool um isn't there a bigger issue with business growth being contingent upon access to capital do you feel like um, whites, even immigrants, find it easier to obtain capital, and why? I think you just part of it. You just said we 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 kind of ruin ourselves even before we get going mm-hmm. in a lot of instances. But to his point, just say for instance, I'm just a guy that graduated high school, went to college, got some experience, got on the job, right? Right. And so now I have enough knowledge to where I want to go to to open that business. If I didn't save, right, if I didn't build my credit, right, uh, it's highly unlikely that my family is going to be able to help me. And I'm just speaking from the perspective of a black guy. There's highly unlikely that a lot of people are going to and my family is going to help me. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal now is I have to put together the best plan to present to an investor. Right. Right. Because we, th- this is the part we, a lot of us don't understand is a lot of, uh, uh, take for instance Donald Trump, a lot of business that ventures that he's had, he hadn't, he didn't put up all of the money. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? He went, he presented an idea to this, 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 this guy, and they gave him ten million. He gave him five million. He gave him three million. He gave him six million. Mm-hmm. And but, but the camaraderie. Right. And the belief that he could, you know, take that business idea and evolve it exactly. is where that came from. Exactly. Now, does that come? Does, does his confidence in being able to do that come from familiarity? And is that a categorization? I mean, is that is that a problem? So. Does that does that come back to some to what we're talking about here? Does that come back to the fact that he felt like he could get it from? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that um, a lot. I think uh, as far as Donald Trump goes, uh, I would imagine that a big part of the reason why he was able to do a lot of what he was able to do is because he did one thing and that worked out one way or another and people saw that and I guess with certain things that he's done in the past that worked out enough people were like okay he 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 might be on to something mm. with whatever this next thing is if this worked out in the past then we can take a risk on him Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that might have something to do with it. And we it. know think- his father had, had had wealth, right? Yeah. We know his yeah. father had wealth. That adds to the credit. But you're going to think mm-hmm. a person's more credible mm-hmm. with your finances if you feel like they've had wealth. They've exactly. had something before versus a person who obviously mm-hmm. has never had money like that. They've before, seen right? his name before. There was something recognizable. Mm-hmm. There was something that was trustable, apparently. 
So you're talking about generations of wealth that led to that, and I guess that's well, the disadvantage for a person who doesn't have that. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, Professor, you, oh, yeah, well, you I, want to say something? I, yeah, I don't know if sorry. we want to get off on this tangent or not, but yeah, he actually <laughs> lost a good chunk of his money Man, oh, late yeah. 80s, early 90s. Um, right. Yeah, his, his casino business pretty much all went belly up. Oh, yeah. Since then, I think, you know, what he's really done to get by is that he basically turned his name so into a brand. brand. He, he, he puts very little of his own money up on any of his businesses. He yep. just kind of licenses his name to lots of stuff. And, and that's where he gets most of his revenue nowadays. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot of power to start to, to do that. You think about yeah. that. He's selling his name. Yeah. You can't. You, you, that's re-up. That, that's reusable energy. Well, you have right? to. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to say before we went off on that, I, I personally, I do not think Donald Trump is a great businessman. I, I just want to let everybody know I, I, I've, I've researched this guy for a very long time, for a lot of years, mm-hmm. because, you know, as we were growing up, in the 70s and the 80s, we related Donald Trump to just money, just this right. guy just being. But as I, Still you know, do. yeah. So when I started traveling the world in the military and seeing stuff, and I started looking at this guy. I'm like, wait a minute. This, he, he's not the brightest business guy by no means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I read the art of the deal. He had some he had some things. Um, yeah, basically Ron Cook, uh, old money and name branding. Yep. Yep, you, you put you put those together, but it's hard to say no to a person who comes in the game with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your name is good in these streets, mm-hmm. and you've got you. I'm adding to something you already have going on. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's something a lot of investors uh, don't so, like so, from millennial right. uh, businesses that come up. They, you're, you're always, they always have to give you more than you came to the table with. What do yeah. we associate that with in the black community when we just talk about a name that just carries so much weight, Jordan? Right, yeah. you Jordan, know, the Jordan brand. Think about yeah. the Jordan brand. It, it is probably in the black community. It is probably the most strongest brand. Everybody talk crap about yeah. Jordan, mm-hmm. and they wearing Jordans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Crazy. It is. It is his name Got and that the baby's brand. wearing Jordan. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. You know, just <laughs> huge. <laughs> and Jordan also believed uh, did, is not on that. Uh, you know, it's just just local community thing. He, he no, he's never been for that. No. Um, Feel free to think freely. Up next, this is Sally Maybach by D1. This is a cool song. I'm sorry. This is a song about somebody paying off their student loans. Y'all better get, get with Straight up. You act like, who, who can't dance to that? If you can't dance to somebody paying back them loans, them loans be with you forever. I'm going to dance to it once I pay mine. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I just paid. I just uh, sent Sally May a forbearance, for forbearance. I mean, I had to make that, do that, uh, make that song. <laughs> Six <Yeah>. months. <laughs> like, hey, I'm just saying. I mean, you know, uh, it, I, it's, it, well, shouts out, shouts out to D, <laughs> shouts out to D1. He did an amazing job at Family Fest, and whoever that guy was that was talking all that noise said he was a pastor. I was there for the, the fact that the guy could not name. What church he was the pastor of when asked by a person he should have been able to That's awkward. answer okay. that question to. So, anyways, I'm not even, even thinking about it. Was that hustling backwards? That, that, that would have been, but we ain't doing oh, hustling backwards today. That is good. That's a good question right there, man. I talk about that question all the time, Murphy. Ooh, all right. the, the insurance time. one? All the time. The insurance one? Yeah. I Absolutely. talk about that all the time. Feel yep. free to think freely. We are Free Thinkers Radio. We are back, and we are talking about economic empowerment. We are talking about racism. We are talking about um, we're just having a great conversation. You need to chime in. And we do have a question on Facebook. It says, is life insurance, understanding budgets, credits, stocks, bonds, and investing is, is in a newer, is it newer. To, is it newer to black community than others? Maybe not budgets. Right? Some. Maybe not budget. Some of those things. Some, you know. My, well, my father, my father got killed in 1992 by a drunk driver, and um, my dad had a GED, but he had seven insurance policies when he died. Right. Um, his goal was for my mother to never have to work another day in her life. His goal, which he told us, was not to make us rich. <laughs> my goal is not to spoil you because I'm not here to protect you. So, so something to help you get started. Right. But, but he'll let you know. My primary goal was to make sure my wife needed it and didn't need anything else. Mm. And so that taught me a lot about insurance. It taught me a lot about 
the, the savings bonds. I mean, my dad had a G. I mean, he was just super smart guy. He just believed he was smarter than his teachers for a long time. Right. But but just having stocks, having bonds, and you know, the first time I remember the first time my mom told me I had to take her to the bank because one of the bonds um, had was about to expire. Mm. And I'm look, I'm like bonds. I was like, mine. I never even y'all never talked to me about about this. Right. And she was like, well. You know, me and your dad talked about it a lot because he had a friend who was a financial advisor. He used right. to be on Wall Street, but then got kicked off Wall Street because he was drunk. And you know, black men when they when they when they, when they, they come back and they'll tell you everything after they lost the job. He won't do. He, he, yeah, didn't, he didn't tell him anything. We was working on Wall Street, <laughs> trying to make him rich, but Fly. he did. He, he told he talked to him about family planning. And uh, that's something my dad passed on to me about family planning. Now, he didn't tell me about the stocks and bonds. I learned that later. But he talked to me about insurance and how um, term and full li- and whole life. And I'm, I'm like, I'm sitting there like right. a deer in headlights like, dude, what are you talking yeah. about? He's, he, you know, you, they pay, give you a check when you die or not. He's no, 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 wait a minute. You know, and some insurance can be income. You know, we talked about money, you know, having investment money. Sometimes it's, it's a way of you doing it. And, of course, you got to pay it back and this type of thing. But it's a lot of ways we can do it. But we got to educate ourselves. And we got a lot of people in all of our communities who are very well versed in this information. Absolutely. That's good stuff. Yeah, for I've known I've never had a conversation with anybody about that. Not in my family, not around my family. Either. And that's, that's, that's so real. I mean, for, for a lot of people that I interact with, it's they just get into the point where they understand cash. Yeah, you talking about credit? Wow. You see what I'm saying? You you, you talking about stocks? How am I supposed to understand the uh the you know the um the evaluation? Wow. How am I supposed to, how am I supposed to evaluate this? What do you mean? Uh, what what return are you talking? You know you see what I'm saying? We un- yeah. I understand cash to the point where the as, as as complex as the most complex it gets in my neighborhood is. Um, hey, let me uh let me borrow hundred dollars. I pay you hundred ten back. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? I ain't never heard nobody put some interest on it. Oh, yeah. That, 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 well, yeah, you, well, you ain't grew up in my neighborhood. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, come black folks. I was oh, like Germany. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, right, yeah, right, like, right away, yeah. You Germany. get that interest, bro. You get that interest down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get, give me 110 back. That's man, right. Man, oh, oh, I heard you need, you know, I heard you need $200. You know what I'm saying? Pay that off right there. Make, make sure I get 250 back. You know? That's right. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So that's that's how they use cash, right? Yeah. But they're using cash as lenders. Right. They don't understand what percentage they're talking about right. or anything right. like right. that. But that's how they understand cash. Right. So if they're going to invest in how – okay, explain. think about explaining to somebody who just learned how to use cash um, how you invested in Google and how it split. Mm. Think about that. I mean, just, just just try it. Try that out. Try that out. Just go to a friend who who just, you know, all they've ever done is, you know, cash money. Hey, I got $200. I'm going to the mall. You know what I'm saying? Take that person and say, hey, I, I put, um you know, I paid 175 for, um you know, you know uh, 20 years ago, I paid 175 for 10 stocks of Google. It split. That's right. <laughs> you know what? What, what that means. What, right? ex- exactly. So, so in that case, you can't, you know what I'm saying, you can't expect a person to put in in a system they don't understand how to get their returns or, or whether they got their proper return. And we, 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 we had it in our community, and we didn't even know it was there. I'm going to give you a great example of it. Um, we all watched Good Times growing up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Remember watching Good Times? But who was one of the smartest guys that was on that show was Sweet Daddy. Absolutely. Sweet Daddy was the one who lent out the money. But he but he all, he gave us so many he dropped so many superlatives on people all the time talking about, you know, you get this, you gotta give my money. Hey JJ, I love you. Right. <laughs> I love you, but you know, I, I didn't give you this. I gave you this and this is what I gotta get back. Right. He he gave so many examples of, of it, but we were just so caught up in the entertainment part of it that we didn't see the education part of it it was there you know and and so go you go back and look at those shows and and look at how i think one of them was barbershop the movie with um ice cube yeah and so the guy gave him was what was it ten thousand dollars or whatever it was no i don't want it i gave him ten thousand oh no 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 i need twenty thousand Exactly. He's like, he's like, what? <laughs> you just gave it to me. Nah, That's you a took whole, it. Whole other example of what we're talking <laughs> about. So you got a few people in pockets who had this information, but then they twisted it to where I mm. <laughs> just added a few more zeros to the interest, mm. and so that's how he handled it. But but it was there. Um, mm-hmm. We just didn't know how to pick and choose and how to find that information. 
So how do we get um well I think we we're we're a little bit far from where we where we started, but how do we how do we get um minority communities into should, first of all, yeah, m- m- <laughs> Professor, should we even get into stocks? Are we has has that ship sailed? Is is the stock market still a valuable um, place to invest money now in 2017? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still a good place to put your money as long as you're not expecting to get rich overnight. Yeah, right, I mean, so, it's if you're willing to put the money in and wait for a while and and mm-hmm. so forth, you're almost always going to make money on stocks. When you say wait for a while, like what are you talking? <laughs> I'm thinking, like, you know, if you want to retire 20, 30 years from now. Oh, that's a long that, while. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's it's not a good place if you want to put money in today and think, you know, you're going to get a whole lot on money, you know, double your money in the next month or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it's, it's just not going to work that way unless you take some really big chances. So it's a, sa- uh, yeah. it's a saving tool. It's not really it, it's a savings tool. tool. Yeah. It's, it's, not a, it's not a get rich tool, but yeah, I mean, it's no. a savings tool. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah. If you see it that way, it's a good, it's almost always a good idea. Um, cool. So then, um, when we talk about like, uh, I, I've heard this is this is what I heard. I heard um, someone was saying that the, the maybe it's not a new phenomenon, but something that's becoming more popular is uh, private lending, where you say you need fifty. Let's say you need fifty thousand uh, dollars for a business. You can get ten people in the room, five thousand apiece. Talking about angel investors. Angel investors, right? Mm-hmm. Be, that's becoming more and more popular outside of for, so people that would have normally put more into the stock market back when the stock market was moving a bit more. Now these people are becoming angel investors. Is that is that what's going on now? Well, and the only reason that happened is because the financial market tightened up for a while and, and they, they changed, they, they raised the credit scores. They weren't doing a whole lot of lending, right? So this came out of necessity. Mm-hmm. And you got a, a whole bunch of guys that had money and they saw a way to get 20, 30, 40% on you know, some of this, and then some of them lowered it. You, you got some guys who um, didn't care so much about risk, you know, um, a lot of them. But when that happened, it was usually a great idea. Mm-hmm. And they get they lent you money on 8%, 10%. But in about 12 months, and you get ready to, to kind of pay it back. And they say, well, look, you know what we'll do is we want to offer you to buy in 10, 15, 25% of your business. You know, we want to give you X, X amount of money. Well, if you had a great idea, you should start getting nervous because they're trying to leverage themselves to take your business. Wow. Right. right. On a low on a low interest mm-hmm. rate. Right. Absolutely. That's usually what that end up looking like. So and on a higher rate, they, they feel like you're going to some of them feel like you're going to pay it back. And there's just money they can get back interest and lend out to somebody else. and Just keep going. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this this is part one. We're going to have yes, to continue some of this stuff here. Professor, we're, um, we, we, we appreciate you coming on with us. Glad to be here. We, <laughs> it's, it's, it's went a lot of directions. I did, I did definitely. We, we never really said whether or not it was the best idea. I guess it's an idea, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you make something that has a code that's, you know, only for a certain, if you, if you have limited your, your plan, mm-hmm. then focus on your market, right? Right. True. If your plan is bigger... Focus, Focus on, your on your bigger market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I, I think that's that's where that's where we ended there. Yeah, this show did go by it, very it, fast, really, <laughs> yep. really fast. Check us out uh, on demand on YouTube, on Facebook, on Periscope, um, on iTunes, on Google Play. Uh, this show should be up Friday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> As he looked at Darren, <laughs> yeah, this show should, be, should be up Friday on iTunes podcast. Um, and this isn't our last one. We're going to take on a lot of things. We we were gonna. Richard Spencer uh, had a video that we were going to address today. We, we decided to stick to the script. We stick. We stick into the script, but we will come back to it. Yes, we, we don't leave that kind of stuff. On, on, on. That will not be untouched. <laughs> right. That will not be untouched. Yeah, we will be touching that. We'll be touching that. Absolutely. Ebony. Hey. Good. I'm good. I'm taking it all. James, you good? Thinking about some things. Um, I think it was the, the conversation about small business. Shouts out! Will came dressed up today. Yeah, her man. with the pink power tie. Yeah, yeah. We, we got him talking money and just got. That's me it. That's <laughs> it. Turn it up. Turn it up. <laughs> Professor, we thank you for thank you for joining us today. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, and Mr. Raspberry. Hey, I'm just happy to see that the numbers kept going up with people coming in and listening. Man, this yeah. is really good. Yeah, we're, we're going to inspire people to get get uh, educated about certain things. Last, last year, we had, we made everybody get get educated about politics. This year, we need to, we need to get everybody educated about economics. economics. Yeah. Right. yeah. 
right? Absolutely. What does that credit rating really mean? Mm-hmm. You right. know, all these. <laughs> yeah, what's that six months and eight months they're talking about? Where just wait six months for what? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> you know, nope. I just bought a car. Why is my why is my credit so low? <laughs> you know, we we need, we need we need to we need to figure that stuff out and make sure that we get to the point where that's being passed down from parents, right? Right. Yeah. Because yeah. it seems sure. now that's not passed down from no. parents. That's yep. all, that's something you have to go to the workshop and get now. Yep. We right. need to change Education's that. Education's everything, man. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully, we're able to change that this generation. Internet, let's do this thing. That's right. Yes. <laughs> until next week. Until next week. Feel mm-hmm. free to think freely. We out. Peace. Later. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on. <laughs> There's still room. There's still room. <laughs> Facebook Live, thank you for tuning in. Uh, share this Share this with everybody you think needs to be uh, informed and inspired to learn about economics. Thank you, because, uh, Ms. Marie. Absolutely. And, and there's some great comments on here. Go back and, go, go mom, back and check, out, the, all check out all this, man. Because this is real. I'm about to go back and go through the comments myself. But we out. It's out. Who's your secret man crush? Wake up. All new Ellen, the voices Adam Levine. Let's talk about this rumor of you performing at halftime. What the hell are you talking about? Ellen, today at 3 on NBC4. It's 4 o'clock. So much has happened during the day. It's hard to keep up. That's why News 4 at 4 is working for you first. Pat Lawson, News, and Leon Harris break it all down, along with the Storm Team 4 forecast from Doug Hammer. Join us for News 4. First at 4. We'll be on and working for you.